0: This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat, but as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 67. I'm so grateful to be here with you. How are all of you feeling? It's getting really cold up here in upstate New York. We had our first snow the other day. We took our puppy out to experience snow for the first time. It was super cute. I'm a total sucker for holiday aesthetics. I think I have mentioned on this podcast before. So I've been really excited to decorate our house for the holidays. Kara is not so much into it, but they definitely tolerate it. I got the tree up. You know, I got little stockings for our pets. (laughs) When you're hearing this, it will be the start of December. So it is officially holiday season. And I would like to say that I know this time of year has a lot of challenges. Our culture puts a lot of pressure on us, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, that this time of year should look a certain way, right? Or should feel a certain way. I mean, we're bombarded with commercials of examples of, oh, like, this is what it means to have a loving family, or this is what it means to get a lot of gifts, or any of that stuff. And if we're still in the process of healing ourselves, of healing our trauma, or You know, dealing with triggering family members or having financial stress or maybe getting over an ex or feeling lonely. All that stuff is super sensitive right now. People are posting, you know, Christmas photos on their social media, pictures of, you know, look at how happy I am or look at my family or look at us, you know, being all cute. And a lot of times it's not that picture perfect. And maybe some of you are visiting family this year and are worried about that. You know, maybe some of you are worried about having to spend some extra money. Maybe some of you don't even know what your plan is and are feeling stressed out about that. So this month's EXO Higher Self Live episode is happening on December 18th. That's a Saturday. And the topic is going to be higher selfing The holiday season. And I'm going to be giving a talk about, you know, how to use your higher self to approach this stuff, whether it's dealing with family, dealing with finances, dealing with social engagement, and how we can use our higher selves to reclaim and create our own traditions. I think it's really important that we as autonomous people are. Creating ritual and tradition that feels aligned with who we are. You know, so much of this holiday season is about what's been done in the past or what we did growing up. And that can be really sweet some of the time. But that's why it's so important that we create new ritual, new tradition, and hold sacred space that feels aligned with who we really are. And we have the power to curate that and whether it means creating new boundaries that you never had before or doing like activities that feel beautiful and sacred to you, these are the things that we can discover within ourselves. So if you're anticipating maybe feeling some pressure this time of year or maybe, you know, It's just highlighting the stuff that you're working on, like say you're dealing with a breakup and around the holidays, it just seems like it's going to come up even more. Or maybe you're dealing with a difficult family member, or maybe you're not sure if you should go home for Christmas. You know, this is all the kind of stuff that we're going to be talking about in the live episode on December 18th. I will be answering your questions. It's going to be really, really sweet. I'm also going to be talking about new ideas of how to celebrate with the power of your higher self, how to hold sacred space, and the meaning that we can really give around this time of year about rebirth, rejuvenation, and connecting to the sacred within ourselves. So yeah, it's going to be a really, really beautiful time. If you are an angel's or Miracle Supporter on our Patreon, you can attend the event. If not, please sign up at patreon.com forward slash XO Higher Self. All right, sweethearts, let's get to the questions. The following question is, from an email. Hi bunny. I just wanted to start by saying the podcasts you have and the space you've made for people is something so beautiful. I suppose I'm looking for insight here. I have an incredibly hard time being nice to myself, whether it's what I look like, where I am in my life, who I am as a person. I tell myself my boyfriend hates me and the list goes on and on. I have This sort of anxiety that just rips myself apart from the inside, and it's so hard to get a grasp on it. I try to speak to myself kindly. I try to trust that I'm good enough and I have everything I need, but I still look in the mirror and I'm absolutely appalled with who I am. I have this feeling that someone else is driving my body, making every choice, saying every thought, and my higher self sits in the passenger seat just begging to be heard. It's incredibly frustrating when you've read the books, done the classes, done the meditation, and you really want to try to be better and do better, but I just seem so unable to actually do it. I'm feeling lost and confused and wish I could pull over and let my higher self drive instead. Any thoughts? Hi sweetheart, I love how you said it feels like another person is driving your body, making your choices, saying every thought, because in a way, that is totally true. That's very insightful. It isn't you who is putting you down. It's your learned hierarchical beliefs. It's the conditioning that taught you you were not worthy. That is where those thoughts and feelings are coming from. But what I also want to ask you is who do you think wrote this email? Who is it that knows putting you down isn't the kind of life that you want anymore? Who is it that chooses to read the books that has done the meditation? Who is it that knows you deserve better? It's your higher self. It's the love inside you, the awareness that you are not those things that you do deserve better. If your higher self wasn't speaking through you and guiding you right now, You would take every thought that you have at face value. You wouldn't have the awareness that you even have a choice. You wouldn't be questioning your conditioning and you wouldn't be willing to look within and make those changes. You said you aren't able to do it, but the thing is you are already doing it. Our higher selves work with us step by step. It would be great if we realized we had a higher self one day, and that was all it took to change our thinking and behavior. You have to understand the stuff we are working to unlearn is very deeply ingrained in us, and it's also enforced every day in our environment, in pop culture, on social media, and for some of us in our relationships, maybe in our family dynamics, or the after effects of our trauma, When we have spent years putting ourselves down in our thoughts, we have created patterns that aren't easy to break. The most important thing is to remember that when you are experiencing that negative self image and those thoughts, ask yourself, okay, who is speaking to me right now? Is it my conditioning that has made me feel inferior? Or is it my higher self who knows I am worthy just for being me? Because the truth is, you are beautiful, you are valuable, you are lovable. And that is true whether or not you are in the consciousness to realize it. You believing thoughts that tell you otherwise does not change the fact that you are enough. It doesn't make it any less true. You can think about it like you're sitting in a brightly lit room, but you're wearing a blindfold. The light is still on whether or not you can see it. And I know it's frustrating to have to deal with this stuff so much. I know how you feel. You said you look in the mirror and are appalled at what you see. That happens to me too, because we are unloading generations upon generations of of shame, fat phobia, racism, sexism. We are healing the generations before us to create a more healed world for the generations after. This is a practice and the practice is never over. Unfortunately, we will always be confronting this stuff in one way or another, but the more we do the things to help ourselves connect with our higher self, i.e. building that awareness of our thoughts, the less overwhelmed we will be by them. So all I can say is to keep going. Don't judge where you are in your process. Surround yourself with supportive and inspiring relationships and a supportive and inspiring environment. Make sure that you're curating the time that you spend. If you know something is going to be triggering for you, for example, spending too much time on social media, take control of that, make different choices, continue to do your meditations. I know that it's difficult. I know that it seems like it might not be making a difference, but the truth is it is making a difference because you are aware that you are not just those thoughts, right? You are the witness to your thinking. And it's the witness who wrote this letter. It's the witness who has been noticing what's going on with you internally. There was a time when you would just think that stuff and not even be aware that you have a choice, right? That you could stop it. So this is just the next step in your growing awareness. The meditation is working. Most people do not have the willingness or ability to look within and question their own thinking. The fact that you are doing that is a testament to the strength of your higher self. So don't diminish that. Hi, Bunny.
1: So I recently moved back in with my parents after spending a year away at college. And I'm really happy I made this decision. And I'm really happy that I'm taking this time to grow because It's been really helpful for me to not be in school right now. But I have some struggles with mental health and ADHD, and I feel like every step I take towards healing and getting to a better mental space and, you know, like getting more stuff done in the day and all that stuff, like, I feel like my parents just kind of like set me back and I love them and I don't, I want to like work with them and I don't want to have this thing between us, but I just don't know what to do because I can't move out, but it's really hard for me to live with them right now. Thanks, Bunny.
0: You know, one of my favorite Ram Dass quotes is, if you think you're so enlightened, go spend a week with your parent." It's not easy to be around our parents or caretakers. And the fact that you have made it work thus far is a real accomplishment. So don't forget to be proud of yourself. You've been doing what you need to do for your mental health. And that is a testament to how much you let your higher self guide you on your path. The thing is with parents is that for about 18 years of our lives, they are in charge of supposedly knowing what is best for you. That is the role that they played. And stepping out of that role is not easy. It's not easy for them to see you as your own person and not their person. Additionally, as children, we are very much used to playing our role, to needing their approval, to believing they should take care of us. It takes us a long time to see them as individuals independent of the dynamics we had with them as children. I mean, some people never grow out of needing their parents' approval. Has anybody seen succession? Hello? (laughs) So when we are visiting or we have to move back home with our parents or caretakers, their behavior holds a lot of weight to it. It triggers us. Maybe we start to see where we picked up some habits that we wish we didn't have. Maybe we wish they were different from the way they are. Maybe we wish our past was different, even though there's nothing we can do about it now. If only they had been different, maybe we wouldn't be so messed up, right? But our parents or caretakers are just people who are in a different stage of their journey of awakening. And they have their own set of lessons, of trauma, of wounds, of triggers, and of struggles. They have limitations. They have their own learned hierarchical beliefs, their LHBs, some of them much more deeply ingrained, being from an older and often more closed minded generation. Sometimes they are really stuck in their ways. Maybe it's hard to change. Maybe they don't know how. But what we can do is stop looking at them through the lens of however they are means I'm like that too. We judge them more harshly because we're afraid. Their flaws will be ours. Their mistakes will be our mistakes. But they won't. We are not our parents. We are not our caretakers. They are them and we are us. So I would encourage you to examine where you are in your level of compassion when it comes to your parents. How can you be more patient with them? How can you stop judging them for their limitations? In what ways do you not accept them for who they are, the ways in which you would hope they accepted you for the way you are? I know a part of you feels like they set you back from your own healing and working on yourself, but part of that healing and working on yourself is also building compassion for your parents and doing what needs to be done to make this living situation work for you. It's temporary. This is a temporary situation. But every situation your higher self is using to awaken you more to love, more to compassion, more to be the representative of love in every single space, no matter what space you're in, no matter the past. I don't doubt that your parents love you very much and they love you the best way that they know how. Sometimes part of growing up is learning how to love our parents in a new way, not for what they did or did not do, but for who they are now. And that process can be incredibly healing. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I have a question, Are you my girlfriend's ex and how I feel about them. My girlfriend and her ex were together for seven years, high school sweethearts, basically. My girlfriend was the one that ended the relationship because she felt she was changing and growing out of who she was when they started dating. I think because of my own insecurities, but also out of pure curiosity about who this person was that was in my girlfriend's life for seven years, I started to look up the ex, he, him, On social media, for the past five to six months now, I haven't been able to stop checking their social media, which is very public, he posts daily, and I just don't know why. I find myself comparing and trying to justify myself as better, hotter, more successful, and more interesting than him. There's also something about the ex I find kind of inspiring too, seeing how they came out of that long-term relationship and really found themselves after it, Since they post about this and their journey so frequently on social media, I feel like it's hard to look away. I'm confused though because there's nothing my girlfriend does that doesn't make me feel loved and like I'm her partner. I feel like she loves me for exactly who I am and has even said she prefers me to her ex, but my own insecurities tell me I'm still not good enough. I don't want to desire her validation like this. It's really tiring. I would block the ex, but they're close to my girlfriend's friends and family much more than my girlfriend is, so they would all know that I did that and I'd feel weird explaining it. Any advice you would have would be really appreciated. Sending love to you. Hey, hun, it's totally understandable that you wanna check out the ex. I mean, we've all done it. It also gives us a little bit of insight into our partner's past. But not only is it not good for you to be continually comparing yourself to this person, because no matter how you feel about them, doesn't change how your partner feels about them now, it's also just not a healthy thing for your relationship. When you keep looking at your partner's past, you keep your partner in their past. You see them not for who they are now, but for who they were then. And I seriously doubt that your partner wants to be seen through that lens. They have grown so much since then, made different choices, learned from their mistakes, and moved forward. And when you keep judging them for their past, which is actually what you're doing when you focus so much on their ex, it keeps you from being present now and loving and appreciating the person they are now. Imagine if your partner was constantly putting you back in your past in their minds. Back in high school, looking at pictures of every crush you ever had, analyzing your choices, It's not fair to them. And it's also not fair to their ex. When you go on the ex's social media to see if you're hotter than they are, you are looking through the lens of your hierarchical conditioning, the conditioning that taught you some people are better than others. It's not kind to either of you. The fact that you also find their posts to be inspiring is just further proof this person is probably a really cool person and doesn't deserve to be judged by how they look. They don't deserve someone going on their profile to hopefully find a physical flaw or to hopefully find ways in which they're not as successful. Imagine if someone was doing that to you, searching through your photos to hopefully find something unattractive or unappealing. We do these things because we're so used to seeing ourselves and others through the lens of hierarchical beliefs. It's almost on autopilot, but guess what? This ends now, babe. You don't have to block them. You can mute them, meaning you won't see anything they post without them knowing you unfollowed them. Or if you're not following them and you just kind of look them up and look at their stuff, if you do block them, I could see how maybe you're worried that they will look at your profile and notice that you've blocked them, but you're putting way too much importance on how they might feel about you when all you're trying to do is take care of your well being and the well being of your relationship. That is way more important than what this person might think on the off chance they actually check. We have to think about what's most important here. What's actually worthy of your time? What's actually worthy of the love you have with you and your partner now? What behavior is actually worthy of your higher self? I know that you can make the changes. I know that you have the strength. It's really just understanding that it's to your benefit to stop indulging in this unhealthy and unkind behavior. Hello Exo Higher Self fam, it's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self, and everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly, so hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Content warning: The following question and answer discuss eating disorders.
2: Hi, um, my name is Abigail. I just started listening to your podcast and um, just had a question, but it's also like kind of a very long-winded one. So I apologize for that. Um, I'm I've really been struggling recently with like. Putting pouring more into other people's cups than I am pouring into my own. Um, specifically, just been going through a really rough patch with my girlfriend because um, she's really struggling with an eating disorder, um, and it's getting to the point where it's affecting um, like her behaviors, and she's becoming very hostile because she's angry all the time. Um and I'm finding myself trying to comfort and cater to her needs um surrounding eating and being gentle with her when I want to scream at her. Um and I'm putting so much energy into that that I'm not necessarily um caring for myself as much as I should, although necessarily although sometimes it pushes me to um, care for myself because I'm feeling so stressed and angry about the situation. So I guess my question is, like, how do you learn how to separate the two and how do you remain present in somebody's life um, while also taking more time for yourself um, and, you know, not abandoning them, but just, like, how to separate the two and separate yourself from a person who you really care about and wanting them to get better, you know. I, I feel like it's um just very difficult. Anyway, um, any insight that you have on that would be amazing and just want to say that I really appreciate you and your podcast. And it helped me a lot. So thank you. And I hope you can get around to right.
0: your this. Hi, babe. I'm so sorry that you are dealing with this, that this has been so challenging for you and that you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm not sure about your partner's recovery plan, but I really, really hope they are getting professional help working with an eating disorder therapist doing group therapy, et cetera. And that's not only because she needs it, but also because you don't have the ability to give her that support around this issue. You are not her therapist. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with being there for her, I'm concerned that she is relying too much on you instead of the folks that actually know what will be most helpful. I'm sure you are loving and caring for her the best way that you know how, but the fact is there are limitations in what you can do and how you can empathize in whether or not you can say what would actually be helpful and how much you really understand. This isn't about you not being willing to be there for her. It's about you not being the best thing she needs right now. And the most loving thing you can do is support her in getting the help that she needs. So if she is struggling or in a crisis moment, she doesn't just have you to turn to. That will also help you feel less overwhelmed with the responsibility you feel towards her and have some more space to care for yourself. The best way to encourage other people to love themselves and care for themselves is to be The example of that. Here you are wanting your partner to care for their physical, emotional, and spiritual health when you aren't prioritizing that for yourself. That is why you're stressed to the point of anger. Staying in touch with your higher self will help you have the compassion and healthy boundaries that is needed to get through this so that the relationship can be sustainable. I would also encourage you to do some reading on being in a relationship with someone who is struggling with an eating disorder. There's lots of literature online. There's lots of books. There are other people who have shared their experience. You know, you need support as well. So it's time for a restart in how you approach this relationship and what the boundaries are. Sometimes love is knowing when to take space for the health of both people involved. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Remember to sign up to our Patreon. We really need the support to keep this podcast sustainable at patreon.com forward slash XO Higher Self. I'm really, really looking forward to this month's live episode on Zoom, Higher Selfing the Holiday Season. That's December 18th. All right, everyone. Remember, your higher self is with you every single step of the way. Your higher self isn't about achieving some goal of total enlightenment, right? It's not about a finish line. This is a practice. This is the practice of awakening. And that means that every single moment your higher self is saying, I accept you for where you are. I love you. It's one step at a time. It's one thought at a time. This isn't about getting it right every time. It's not because we can't expect that of ourselves. We're human beings who live in this world. We were brought up into a belief system that is really difficult to unlearn. So give yourself that compassion, let yourself love you for where you are and who you are, including all of the things that you're trying to let go of, right? Let yourself just love it all. That is your greatest power, all right? I love you, and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.